You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. And the Monday edition of Listen Up. Hope you had a fabulous weekend. Boy, do we have a lot to talk about today. Really uh, appreciate you being on with us, and you just hit your hand icon, raise your hand, and I'll put you right up on stage with me. You know, we start with Saturday in the college football. I did not think that Alabama could do that to Georgia. Yeah, I thought they could win. I didn't expect them to win, but I did not see Alabama putting 41 points up on the board. I mean, they dominated that game. The offensive line, the the entire, they were, you know, Alabama outcoached Georgia. Their game plan was better. Um, but I was so impressed with what I saw from the Alabama offensive line. And, you know, Georgia, I mean, let's face it, Alabama is their kryptonite. They just can't beat Alabama. I mean, you would not have it set up any better than you had on Saturday, and yet they get blown out. Now, they could play again. We know that Georgia has to beat Michigan for that to happen, assuming that Alabama beats Cincinnati. But what a what a uh, performance by Nick Saban. Uh, and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Really an incredible, incredible performance. You know, a lot of Michigan fans don't understand why you know, they fell to number two, but uh, that's the way it goes. You look at the number one ranked team in the country, Georgia, getting manhandled by the third ranked Alabama. I think that's why, you know, most people looked at that game and goes, nope, Alabama should be number one. Uh, and Cincinnati, you know, undefeated. Obviously, their signature win was at Notre Dame. Now we're going to find out, right? We're going to find out. They'll have a chance to silence their critics, you know, with a game against uh, Alabama. So there you have it, uh, the college football recap in just a couple of moments. Uh, and then we will talk NFL football, anything else that's going on in the world of sports. All you got to do is raise your hand, uh, hit that hand icon, and I will put you uh, right on. Tonight, New England at Buffalo, and uh, the weather is not good. Uh, they are expecting heavy wind all night long uh, in Buffalo. So that's going to affect the kicking game. It's going to affect the passing game. This game tonight, you have New England at 8-4, and four, Buffalo at 7-4. and four. What's interesting about this game, Buffalo has to play at Tampa next week while New England has off. They got a bye week. Then New England is at Indianapolis, and then they host Buffalo again. So kind of quirky. I don't like teams getting buys in December. I don't understand that. I really don't. But uh, they have a buy. There are three other teams that have a buy. I, I don't like it. You know, Indianapolis has got a buy. You've got Miami that's got a buy. I don't understand how you can get a buy this late into the season, but so be it uh, in the National Football League. Bad, bad weekend for the Raiders and the 49ers. I mean, listen, you, you can't be losing at home to Washington. I know Washington's playing better, but, you know, you're at home. You beat Dallas on Thanksgiving. You got an extra three days off. 
uh, inexcusable to play like that. And then the 49ers, yeah, I know it's a divisional game. I know it's a rivalry game, but that's a bad loss up in Seattle. Seattle had not played well. Seattle was basically left to uh, kind of, you know, twist in the wind, so to speak. And they they just outplayed San Francisco. I mean, there's just no other way to say it. Really a bad, bad performance uh, by San Francisco uh, up in Seattle. So, you know, if you want to talk about any of the other NFL games, uh, we can do so. You want to talk about the game tonight uh, in Buffalo with New England at Buffalo. Uh, obviously, uh, the marquee game of the weekend in the National Football League. But again, weather should have an impact in this game tonight uh, with the heavy wind. So again, if you want to talk about that, just raise your hand uh, and we will put you right up on stage with me. It's very simple to do. And uh, we can definitely talk some sports right here uh, on Listen app. If you want to talk NBA, uh, we'll do that as well. Anything else going on? And when I put you up on stage, all you got to do is hit that microphone icon on the bottom of your device. It will turn green, uh, and then that will put you in. So it's that simple. If you want to come on with me, you hit that hand icon, then you hit your microphone uh, icon, and then we will uh, put you uh, right on. As a matter of fact, I'm putting Camelo. Uh, back into the audience right now. He had raised his hand, but he didn't have his microphone on. So, Camelo, if you want to come on, you can. You hit your hand icon, and then you hit your microphone icon. You'll see that little green dot, and then you'll be able to come on. All right? It's that simple. It is absolutely uh, that simple. I've been getting a lot of questions about my lawsuit. Uh, hey, listen, if you want to call up and talk about it, uh, you can. There was an article uh, in the Sacramento Bee on, I believe, uh, Friday that pretty much described everything uh, in my amended complaint that my attorney filed. And uh, the article in the Sacramento Bee was extremely accurate. Uh, it was on point. And yeah, I, I don't really know what else I can add uh, to what was in the uh, Sacramento Bee on Friday. Also, the complaint is public. I know that the Bee made it public. Uh, they have it up on their website as well. So, you know, you can see for yourself uh, exactly what is going on. But you know, I'm happy to answer questions uh, to the point that I can. All right. So we got all of that uh, going on. Hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will put you uh, right on. No surprise about the Rams ending their losing streak against a pitiful uh, Jacksonville team. Uh, Arizona gets Kyler Murray back and they just roll. They are the number one seed in the NFC currently. And when you look at Kyler Murray and the Cardinals, you know, they go in and, you know, they win a cold weather game uh, in Chicago, 33-22. Uh, and now Arizona, with two losses, with five to play uh, in the driver's seat. And when you look at the Cardinals' schedule, again, assuming that, you know, they can stay healthy uh, the rest of the way with the skilled people, uh, they've got uh, the Rams at home coming up on Monday Night Football, a week from tonight. Then they're at Detroit. They're home against Indy. Then they're at Dallas and home against Seattle. So they got a tough schedule, but they're the real deal. I don't think anybody can look at the Cardinals and not give them their just due. You know, when they have their quarterback on the field, who might be the MVP of the league this year, uh, let's face it, all right? he is. He's the real deal. Kyler Murray's having a, a phenomenal year, a, a phenomenal year. Now, the other team that could end up 
with the number one seed of the Packers because they beat Arizona. And should they end up tied, Green Bay would win the tiebreaker. Here's their schedule, all right? They have Chicago coming up this week. They'll win at Baltimore, home Cleveland, home Minnesota at Detroit. So they got a much, much easier schedule uh, than Arizona. Much easier schedule. You know, the most difficult game on their card would be at Baltimore. And with the way Lamar Jackson continues to turn the ball over, I don't see them beating uh, Green Bay. But I don't see Green Bay losing to Chicago. Aaron Rodgers owns them. It's at home. I don't see them losing to Cleveland at Lambeau. I don't see them losing to Minnesota at Lambeau. And, I mean, they could probably play their practice squad and beat Detroit. So, you know, and I know the Lions finally got a win uh, against that hapless Minnesota team. But, again, you look at this schedule uh, for Green Bay, I don't know if they'll lose a game. And if they do lose a game, it would be one game, you know, in all likelihood. If they lose, it would probably be the game uh, at Baltimore. But I can see them running the table here. Uh, if, you know, if if they're relatively healthy. Again, I think Chicago, Cleveland, Minnesota, and at Detroit are pretty much guaranteed wins. I shouldn't say guaranteed, but they should win. At Baltimore, they should win, but still. So I could see Green Bay uh, ending up with the number one seed because I just read you uh, the Cardinals schedule, which is much, much more difficult, uh, beginning next Monday night against the Rams. So. You know, hold hold your horses in the National Football League uh, as it relates to the number one seed because they're the only ones that get a buy now with the new playoff system. All right. And then when you look at the AFC, uh, tonight's game is going to go a long way in determining that division. And I know they play again in, in New England in two weeks, but eight and four, seven and four. Again, New England's got their buy coming up this week. Uh, Baltimore's eight and four. Tennessee's eight and four, uh, Kansas City's eight and four. I, I could see Kansas City once again being the number one seed uh, in the AFC. All right. I mean, I could definitely see that happening. They are clearly, all right. And I didn't think last night's game was, you know, anything to brag about, but they, and again, I understand they won 22 to nine, but here's their schedule. They have the Raiders, They'll, they should win that game. Then they're at the Chargers. The Chargers won in Kansas City earlier in the year. So a huge game. Home against Pittsburgh. At Cincinnati. At Denver. So they got a very interesting schedule. Not easy. You know, divisional game with the Raiders. Not easy. Although I think they win. At the Chargers. They've already lost to them. But that's when they weren't playing well. Home Steelers they should win. At Cincinnati. Bengals, you know, they're tough to figure out the Bengals. You know, every time you think that it's their turn and they're getting there, you know, they have a game like they had yesterday, you know, against the Chargers where they lose at home uh, 41 to 22. Kind of hard to figure out. That's a hard team to figure out, the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. They really are. All right, John, you're on with Grant on Listen App. Hi, John. How are you today? I'm good, Grant. How are you? Good. What can I do for you? So NBA question, Kings question. Uh, this guy Kevin O'Connor, he's a uh, he's a, a writer for the Ringer. He's pretty young, but he's 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 on the main podcast with Bill Simmons sometimes. You know, he's kind of you know he's probably has some connections around the right. league. Uh, I would imagine he's he's kind of a bigger name in media, I guess, for the Ringer at least. But anyway, 
he wrote about Davion Mitchell in one of his observation pieces, uh, seven observations around the league. And he wrote, uh, as a side note, GM Monty McNair drafted two guards, two point guards in consecutive drafts. I, I added point guards because he said guards, Mitchell right. and Tyrese Halliburton, despite having De'Aaron Fox on the payroll. And then he says, was suggest to the executives around the league that Fox will be his main piece for a big move. So he's kind of reporting sort of subtly that uh, executives are thinking. Not not McNair per se. He doesn't know what McNair is thinking, but executives are thinking. That's what McNair is thinking, <laughs> if that makes sense. You know. Well, here's the question I have for you. De'Aaron yeah. Fox is making a ton of money now because he's on a max deal. He's not a max player. So, you know, if a team's going to trade for De'Aaron Fox, I'm not saying he's not good. He's not chopped liver, but he's not equal to what he's getting paid. And his contract, this max contract, you know, is in its its beginning. So, you know, I think trading for De'Aaron Fox right now, if I'm a general manager, quite frankly, would be risky. That's that because he still is not a good shooter, and I don't see how that's just going to change. So, you know, I'm not saying De'Aaron Fox won't be traded. I'm not saying that he can't be traded, John. What I'm saying is I think his value has gone down quite a bit with his play this year. Yeah, I could I could see that as well. I mean, I could see that his value has gone down. I could see him being kind of like um, the final piece for a team. Maybe they have a big contract or a couple smaller contracts that they could trade to the Kings along with. I don't know if the Kings want to rebuild, but if they want to give, send a pick to the Kings as well. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And rebuild? They, they, be like, they are rebuilding. Yeah, They've I, been rebuilding since 2006. They're, built, they're building, Grant. They're not rebuilding. They, they're building. <laughs> right. That's funny. <laughs> so, so, uh, so, I mean, that could be like what I could see. Like, Darren be the third piece on a big team and uh, the, like the final piece, you know, to like a, a, a fast point guard to, to – you know, run the offense to a certain degree and do that kind of thing. But I don't know. But I'm just throwing that out there to see what you thought of that. Also, you know, I, every um, time I talk to Jerry Reynolds, and I talk to him frequently, and Jerry said this last year, he doesn't think De'Aaron's a lead guard. You know, he thinks Tyrese okay. Halliburton should be the lead guard on the Kings, which, again, kind of fuels your discussion. And so I wonder if a team were to trade for De'Aaron Fox, then, you know, what is it, you know, where, where are they going to play him and when you look at the teams right now that might need a that type of a guard you know who who are those teams right philadelphia is one of those teams correct they used to be but now max is doing so well right that he well he, yeah that's he, a very good point too he is and playing he's cheap well. and start a lot, lot more inexpensive contract because he's a rookie yeah. contract and again that you keep on hitting it right on the money with their contract you know De'Aaron fox's deal um, again, he is getting paid a ton of money, and he is not equal to his contract. I mean, it's very evident. I mean, it's just it, it's clear as day. And that here's the other deal. You know, he he's not even. I mean, his assist to turnover ratio is not very good this year. So, I just he's taking a step back. I don't think there's anybody that would deny that. Now, the other issue with the Kings is they've won two in a row. They have Orlando on Wednesday. They should beat Orlando. And then they're going to get a huge break. They open up a tough three-game road trip at Charlotte. And Charlotte has half of their team in COVID protocol, okay? Okay. And okay. including Ball, who is having a marvelous season. So it's only Monday. But just looking at this, they're probably going to take a – they're probably going to start that road trip with a three-game winning streak and take on a Charlotte team that, again, has, I think, now five players in COVID protocol, including Ball. So, you know, this is a, uh, you know, Rozier is on there. Plumlee is on there. 
McDaniels is on there, and I believe there was another player added today. So five players are on COVID protocol for Charlotte. And so it's going to be very difficult for them to play the way they have been playing because, let's face it, they're good. They're a really good team. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. And, and I know also, the, and the Kings scored 140 on them, if you remember, John. So, you know, Charlotte's got a lot to look forward to in this game. But, again, they'll, they'll be shorthanded. I'm sorry. Go ahead, buddy. Well, I was just going to say, uh, Orlando also has a lot of injuries tonight. They're playing the yes. Warriors tonight. They have five people injured, but um, that could some of those could recover by Wednesday. I don't know. But, yeah, but, and they're but, not a good but, team but in general. Yeah, but let's just say that, that you're right, and some of them recover. They're 5-19. and 19. They're yeah, terrible. Sure, sure. No problem. Yeah, no argument there. Yeah, so they should hopefully win. Is what you're right, saying. If you're yeah. the general manager, if you're Monty McNair, would you trade De'Aaron Fox? Regardless, without even knowing what you could get back, but assuming that it's a trade that you felt would be equal, or my point is, would you feel comfortable having Halliburton and Mitchell, you know, be your be your guys at the point guard? I don't think so right now. I mean, Mitchell's got to get a little bit better on the uh, on the offensive end consistently for me. Right now, I feel like you should stagger Fox and Mitchell the whole game. They, one of them should be on the floor 48 minutes of the game. Okay. Know? So, like, if you take one of them away, then what are you going to do? You're going to have only one of them on the floor for 36 or 34 or 30 minutes of the game. So, yeah, it's not good right now unless you get a point guard back, which I don't really want to do. I want to get a small forward power forward back. But, yeah, that's what they need. Yeah. Yeah. So, Okay. Well, and what what about Bagley? You move him if you can, right, John? Oh yeah, oh yeah, move Bagley. Yeah, that, that's good though. for that's got a couple levels, you know, pers- not personality, but like um, the personal level, you know, his uh, his dissatisfaction with the Kings and his father yep. and so forth. That's and I think you're going to try to move Buddy Heald as well, John. Yeah, I could see that too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, Grant. Well, thanks. Appreciate hey, John, it. thank you. Good hearing from you. Take care. Good call there. If you want to get on, just raise your hand icon, and we will uh, put you uh, right on. Grant Napier here on Listen App. And if you want to talk about the NBA, you want to talk about the NFL, if you have any questions about my lawsuit, uh, I am uh, happy to answer uh, what I can. If you ask me a question that I'm unable to answer, I will tell you I'm unable to answer it. I don't do that very often, but... In this particular case, there are certain things that I can't say, so uh, we'll, we'll cross that bridge uh, when we get to it. All right, NFL tonight, Buffalo and New England. Again, the weather forecast is uh, not good, to say the least, uh, in Buffalo. And you have a New England team that is coming in uh, red hot. Uh, I guess the question is, which of these two teams is better suited to play with a minimal passing game, if that's the case. All right, so here's your deal. Right now, in Buffalo, it's 36 degrees. That's not the problem. The problem is the wind, 25 miles per hour with gust, all right, going to about 40, all right? So you're going to have gust up to 40 miles an hour. Brutal. Right. And, you know, the Buffalo fans have probably been out there since five o'clock this morning tailgating. But I'm looking at the weather. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, move this. To see what it's like throughout the game, but the. It's, it's not good, you know, not good. 
Now I'm saying now they're saying the winds could occasionally gust over 50 miles per hour. Right now the wind is 29 miles per hour in Buffalo, with winds expected to be consistent at 25 to 35. So you may not even be able to kick an extra point in this game, depending on which direction the wind is going. If the wind is at your back, you might be able to kick a 70-yarder. I mean, seriously, or more. So factor that in. Like, let's say you get to the end of the game and it's tied and, you know, you're moving the ball and the ball is all of a sudden you're you're going to attempt a 70-yard field goal. Well, if you have the wind at your back, uh, maybe you do that. You know, maybe you do that. All right, let's get to Nando. Hello, Nando. How are you? Hey, Grant. How's it going, man? Everything's good, buddy. How are you? Uh, I'm doing great since my Miami Dolphins have won five in a row. I know we're still a long shot away, but it's something positive, man. So hey, I'm they're breathing. You know, they're bre- <laughs> I was not that impressed with them yesterday. I got to be honest with you, but they won, and that's all that matters. Um, yeah. But, you know, at least they're breathing. You know, at least they've kept themselves alive. You know, it was interesting. I was speaking with a diehard Dolphins fan today. I asked him who he wanted to win tonight, and he said, Buffalo, what about you? Uh, I want Buffalo as well, because to me, I think Buffalo has an easy remaining schedule, and I think they're the better team in the division. So to me, they're getting that. They're getting that uh, division title, even though the Patriots do look good. um, I just rather the Bills win because we lost also both games to them, and we play the Patriots at the end of the season, last game. So if there's any little chance, um, it's with the Patriots losing today. So that last game could potentially be meaningful. That's my, yeah, you, you need to have the Patriots lose both the games to Buffalo. And because Miami already beat new England earlier in the year, what was that? The first week of the season, I believe. And yep. so, you know, you have the tiebreaker there. So, you know, again, Miami is got, they've got, here's the deal. They've gotten themselves back into it. And no one thought that that would be the case a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and now they're scheduled. They play the Jets coming up this week. They should beat the Jets. All right. I mean, let's call it the way it is. Then they have the Panthers. All right. Excuse me. Then they have the uh, Saints in New Orleans. The Saints are dead. Then they have a tough game at uh, Tennessee, even without Henry. And then, as you said, the Patriots. So here's something else I like about Miami. You know, they are in it. They're hitting the bye at a perfect time. I think having a bye at this time of the year is great. And they're, they're one of the teams. Uh, that have a buy this week. I think that's a to have a buy this late in the season to me is very advantageous. I, I agree with you 100%. A lot of people, a lot of my friends were telling me, oh, you know, the team is hot. You know, they won five in a row. You want to keep things going. To me, I'm like, listen, you nobody is healthy throughout an entire NFL Correct. season. You need a break for your body. And also, yep. like you said, I wasn't impressed either with the Dolphins win yesterday. I mean, the guys, I mean, they got the job done. They got the win, yes, but everybody needs a break. And that the fact that the games haven't been perfect you can dial back, take a week off, prepare, uh, prepare for a, a late push. And honestly, meaningful games is, in December is all you can ask for as a fan. Yep. Well, again, if you're looking at this objectively, the Jets, I'm penciling in as a win. At the Saints, I'm penciling in as a win, even though it's a Monday night game. And then, I believe it's Monday night. And then Titans, you know, is, is uh, I got to give a slight edge to the Titans. I think they're a better all-around team. And then the Patriots, you know, depending on, you know, the Patriots in their next three weeks, including tonight, have Buffalo at Indy Buffalo. So let's see how they survive through that stretch. Yep, I agree. I think if, I think if there's if you take care of business uh, on those two games, the Jets and the Saints, I think it's going to come down 
<clears throat> to that last game. And and we'll see what happens. I, I mean, they there's nobody to blame but themselves. I mean, they dug themselves in such a big hole, but I'm just happy that they're they're competing. But I want to ask you, uh, when I messaged you yesterday, you said uh, you were hoping for your Giants to lose. Uh, well, why oh, is yeah. that? Because I, uh, their season's been over for a long time, and I'm hoping that they lose every game uh, because the only way they have a chance of getting better uh, is to get a draft pick with a new general manager that knows what the hell they're doing. They also have the Bears' first-round pick this year, so I think right now they would have two of the top eight picks. And why win right now? I mean, I'm trying to be an objective fan. They stink. They're not going anywhere. I would hope that they would lose every game the rest of the season. I don't want them to win. Uh, I don't want them to, you know, spoil an opportunity they need an edge rusher desperately they absolutely have to have somebody that can get to the quarterback uh and they still that offensive line is still a real issue so yeah i I want them to lose every game i was glad they lost yesterday i don't want them to screw up their their season now the only way they can screw i mean seriously nando they're they're not they they're they have so many needs their best chance right now of becoming a better team is through the draft uh, that's just the reality. I mean, it's a terrible reality, but that's the reality. Yeah, no, you're right. hundred percent. And I figured that was the reason I just wanted to ask you uh, yeah. right here, because honestly, a lot of people aren't for like the whole tanking thing, because, you know, it's hard to root for your team to lose. Like, it would be hard for it me is. to do it, but I do understand that. I just wanted to yep. clarify. Well, they, and they're not tanking. I mean, they're, they're, the coaching staff's not tanking and the team, the players aren't tanking. I mean, sure. say what you want. But yesterday, I mean, I thought the Giants played very hard. They're just not very good. But I, I didn't have a problem with their effort yesterday. I didn't have a problem with how they played. I just they're not very good. So they're they're trying to win every game, but it's better for them to lose every game. And as a fan, uh, that's what I'm hoping for. So let me ask you this. Miami now, basketball, all of a sudden, 14 and 10, a lot of injuries. No BAM for, you know, another five weeks or so. That's a big loss. Obviously, no uh, Jimmy Butler, who's been out. You got Memphis tonight. They're without Morant, but they've won four in a row. Any concern at all about Miami? Um, well, Jimmy Butler actually is warming up right now. They just reported with the intent to play. So I'm not That's worried good. at all because he, uh, well, he's going to be back, but also we're talking December, you know, you know, this yep. is a long game grant with this, uh, with this heat team. Um, I don't think it's a right time for injuries ever, but at least Bam's injuries only six weeks. It's, it's going to be hard to replace them, but yep. early, yeah. early December, I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, you know, the the thing about Miami all year, and it will be this when the playoffs start, is they're a little long in the tooth. And so what's going to happen when they get to the playoffs? They have to be healthy. Obviously, we're talking about Butler. You know, we're talking about Bam. We're talking about Kyle Lowry. Uh, and if you, I mean, you know, I'm not I'm not leaving others out. That's the biggest issue I see with Miami right now. And I think Spolster is going to have to really uh, coach this team in a, in a certain way coming down the stretch because I still think Miami, if if they are healthy when the playoffs start, I think they have as good a team as anybody. Uh, I'm not crazy about Brooklyn. I know they've won seven of ten. The Bulls, I got to give them credit. You know, you look at what Chicago's done. You know, Washington's dropped off a little bit. They're now 14 and 10. Uh, and the Bucks are still the Bucks. You know, the Bucks have won nine of ten. You know, but I yeah. still I love Miami's roster if they're healthy when the playoffs start. Yeah, me, me too. I mean, I'm not even saying it because I'm a Heat fan. I really like the the construction and the, the fact that they have an identity. It's like those 90s Pat Riley's teams. It's, yep. At least they have something that they can lean on, which is tough. They're going to play hard, not give up, and all things like that. But, uh, Grant, man, thanks for taking my call. Always, always love talking to you, man. Thanks, Nando. Be good, man.
Appreciate it. Good stuff right there from Nando. If you want to get on, just raise your uh, hand icon uh, and we'll do it. But, you know, the, you know, say what you want about the Dolphins. I don't think they're going to be in the playoffs, but they have made themselves relevant again uh, in the AFC. And stranger things have happened. And they had the Jets after a bye. And again, there's just no way in the world I see them losing to the Jets. I know it's a divisional game and divisional games can sometimes get a little crazy. But, I mean, I, I don't see... Miami losing to the Jets. I mean, and we've seen some pretty crazy things this year. I mean, that that's that I think we can all agree on that. We've seen some crazy results. All right. But uh, I that would really, really surprise me. But I'm looking at Miami and, you know, they still got several teams ahead of them. I mean, when you look at the the top seven teams stop with Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, six and five, Indianapolis is seven and six. The Raiders are six and six and have the tiebreaker over Miami. Cleveland six and six. You know the Dolphins still have seven losses. Now they had the bye this week, as we said, but the point is that currently they're twelfth. So at the if they if they were to beat the Jets, beat the Saints, all right, and then split their final two games, maybe, maybe. The, the game that is going to screw them up is that loss they had in London to the Jaguars. That's going to really that when you look if you're a Dolphins fan and you look back at this year, that might be the game. That might be the game you look at and you go, "Yep, that's where we lost it." You can't be losing to Jacksonville. Just can't. Can't do it. And, you know, Jacksonville is 2 and 10. Excuse me, you just can't lose games like that. So we'll see what happens. You know, it looked like Brian Flores was on the hot seat just three, four weeks ago. And now the Dolphins have won uh, five games in a row. Another team that I have just had a very difficult time figuring out is San Francisco. I thought they had righted the ship. You know, I thought that they were a team that was gaining the momentum at the right time of the year. You know, I thought they bounced back beautifully from that Cardinals game at home where they got blown out without Kyler Murray, without Hopkins. And then they beat the Rams the following week on Monday night. They where they beat them by three touchdowns, I believe. Then they went and destroyed Jacksonville. They won a shootout with Minnesota. And then they lose to the Seahawks, 30-23. to And here's the problem with San Francisco now. They play at Cincinnati this week, and the Bengals, after that lost, this is a huge game upcoming for them. Then they're home against Atlanta, should win. At Tennessee, tough game. Texans, automatic win. And then here's the problem. At the Rams, to end the season, and in all likelihood, this is going to be a big game for the Rams because I don't see them winning the division. Now, they could, but... First things first, they would have to beat the Cardinals this week in Arizona. A must win. So not an easy road now for San Francisco. Now, the good news is if the playoffs began today, they would be one of the teams. All right, because they're seventh. But that's a bad, bad loss. Any way you look at it that they had yesterday uh, in Seattle. Bad loss. You know, you look at Seattle, they were three and eight coming in. Three and eight. You know, you can't be losing to a three-win team in December. So the 49ers, 
six and six. And again, if the Rams do not win this week coming up against Arizona, they will absolutely they they're done in terms of winning the division. Then they'll be at the best a wild card, and they still should make the wild card. But the point I'm trying to make is, then that game at the end of the year that might be one of the, that might be the flex game, that might be the game you see on Sunday night at the end of the year. So if you want to get in and talk about that or anything else, hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will uh, put you uh, right on. I will be coming your way again tomorrow at 3. Also, if you are a fan of college football, I've got a very uh, good podcast tomorrow with Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com. I love his knowledge. He's great. Uh, We talk about the four teams in the college football playoff. Uh, We talk about some other news in college football. We talk about the quarterback position. That's all coming up tomorrow on my podcast uh, if you don't like that. Then a peek ahead to Friday, Scott Pollard is going to join me. uh, We always have fun talking with uh, Scott, so that is going to be on my podcast uh, coming up on Friday. So tomorrow, Chris Landry, college football, uh, Scott Pollard on Friday. I don't know what the hell I would call the subject matter when I have Scott on. Like, anything goes with Scott. Uh, we'll talk. We, we, you never know what you're going to be talking about with uh, Scott Pollard. That is for sure. You just never, ever know. So that will be uh, coming up on my podcast on Friday. Tomorrow, right back here again at 6 o'clock Eastern, uh, 3 o'clock Pacific. And uh, tomorrow at 4 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock Pacific. If you have not had a chance to check me out on No Filter Network with Sean Salisbury, uh, I'll tell you, Sean is great. He is absolutely great. I love doing that show with Sean. And tomorrow's show, again, at 4 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock Pacific, all you have to do is go to listenapp.com, uh, or excuse me, nofilter.net, nofilter.net. And uh, you can also go into what they call the vault. You can watch it after it's done. But go to nofilter.net. Tomorrow, 4 o'clock Eastern, uh, 1 o'clock Pacific. You can also come on with us. Uh, they have, similar to what you have here with your hand icon, they have what they is called the knock button. Same thing. It looks like a hand. And you can come on with us, and, you know, you'll be on video with Sean and I, and uh, you can do that as well. So just put that out there. Uh, that is tomorrow at 1 o'clock uh, Pacific, all right? Uh, again, if before we wrap this up, if you want to talk about anything else going on in the world of sports, uh, very simple. You just hit that uh, hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will uh, put you uh, right on. Always enjoy taking your phone calls here on Listen App and pass the word along uh, as well to others who uh, don't know that I'm doing this uh, pretty much every day at 3 o'clock. Ken, you're next. Hello, Ken. You're on with Grant on Listen App. What's going on, Nate? How are you, buddy? Uh, I'm doing all right. I uh, just got to call in and talk about my Raiders blunder uh, yesterday. That was a, that was a doozy. <laughs> yeah, that that's a bad loss. I mean, that's just an absolute terrible loss. I don't know what the hell happened to the offense, uh, particularly in the first half, but they got stymied by Washington, and Washington's been playing better, so it's not like they're chopped liver. But still, to me, you only score uh, 15 points. Come on now. Yeah, I mean, you can make the case like, oh, Waller wasn't playing. But, I mean, just watching it, Carr just looked off, you know. I mean, yep. he, he overthrew uh, Renfro. He got bailed out by, a you know, a defensive hold, I threw a P.I. But he should have hit him in the end zone. And yep. on that same play, uh, Zay Jones was to the right wide open on a slant. Um, and then uh, he overthrew uh, Jones again for a touchdown. So, uh, he looked off. Yeah, he also had Deshaun Jackson wide open running across the middle of the field in the first quarter, I believe, wide open. I mean, and 
uh, instead made the wrong read. Uh, and I, you know, I think Jackson may have had a touchdown on that play. And again, he, there was nobody near him. So, you know, again, he didn't have a good game. You're exactly right. So with that being said, you know, reading the comment sections in the Raiders Boucher report, of course, uh, the car haters come out and it's time to move on. And, you know, his stats line up and it's, he's pretty good on the, on the scorecard or on the stat sheet overall. Um, but then you bring up the no playoff appearances, uh, the, you know, he's just not an overall winner. How, how do you, how do you, what do you, what's your opinion on Carr? You know what? My opinion is this. I don't evaluate quarterbacks on the plays that they make. I evaluate quarterbacks on the plays they don't make that they should make. And you brought up a couple of examples. I brought up another example. He leaves too many plays on the field for me. And by that, I mean, there are certain times in a game where you can't overthrow a receiver like Renfro. There are certain times of the game where your read has to be better, where you hit the guy uh, that can really, you know, spread the game open, maybe score a touchdown, whatever. I, I, there were too many times I look at Carr and because he makes plays, but it's the plays he doesn't make that he should that drive me crazy if I'm a Raiders fan. That's how I evaluate him. Gotcha, gotcha. So, uh, he's coming up in a contract year. Would it, would it be the smart? So I, I, I go back and forth. You know, he's a serviceable quarterback. You know, you get yes, he is. The offense, you know, the offensive line is taking a step back this year, and Jacobs can't stay on the field. You know, but I look at a team like like Indianapolis and what Jonathan Taylor's doing. Uh, if that was the Raiders' case and we had that that dominant run game, it could be a completely different story yep. of how Carr's doing. You know, so it's like, does it make sense to? to move on and hope you get a Mac Jones or a Patrick Mahomes, or we're just going to fall into that same old Raider trap, drafting QBs and ruining them. And, yeah, well, and this, this we year are. is not a good year for drafting quarterbacks. So it, it, the question is, if you don't have Carr, who are you going to have? So that that's exactly. part of it. And, and you made a good uh, point. Not having Waller on the field changes everything for the Raiders. I mean, he he is their guy. And when he's on the field, they're better. Now they, they, here's the biggest issue. Well, I shouldn't say the biggest issue. Now you have Kansas City on the road this week. And yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, and that's a that's a that that's a tough spot because now you're six and six, and you know you could fall back to under five hundred and really be in a deep trouble if you lose this game. Yeah, they're, I'm looking at the schedule, and yeah, you got the Browns and the Colts and the Chargers, and there's not yep. a lot of room for mis- mishaps. Um, no, there so aren't. It's, uh, it's kind of you know maybe you got one more loss and you might be able to squeak in, but I mean we're getting close to you better win out territory or you know we're going to be sitting at home ken good hearing from you man have a good night all right man take care napes yep you too yeah i don't i thought the raiders had found themselves with that win in dallas but now they lose a game that i thought they would win i thought they would beat washington and now all of a sudden you have to go to kansas city and you know i'm a big believer in momentum in december in the national football league i think it's very important and they're going to start going. If they lose to Kansas City, and I don't think many people are going to be picking the Raiders to win that game, then they're going back in the other direction. Then here's the other deal. You're at the Browns, and, you know, the weather could be absolutely brutal in that game. And I'm not saying you can't win in cold weather, but that's then you have Denver at home. Then you're at the Colts, which is not going to be an easy game. And then you have the Chargers at home to wrap up the season. So that loss yesterday, that is a big time loss for Las Vegas. That's just, sorry, you just can't be losing games like that at home. You only score 15 points and Washington's defense is good. 
Boy, they hit. Boy, they physical. <laughs> they 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 tackle, don't they? Their defense hits you. They tackle. But now you're in a position where you I don't want to say you have to beat Kansas City. Well, you pretty much have to beat Kansas City if you're looking at making the playoffs uh, with, with the rest of their schedule. He, and, you know, Ken makes a good point about Derek Carr. You know, he's leaving too many plays on the field. You know, the other aspect with Carr, like when I watch him play, like he does not, he's not a guy that I look at and go, oh, yeah. I'm so happy he's the quarterback. He like if I'm a Raiders fan, I wouldn't be looking at him going, "Oh yeah, I'm, I, there are a lot of guys, there are a lot of positions that I'm worried about on the field. That's not one of them. I don't look at that with Derek Carr. There are too many times where he leaves you scratching your head. And is he a good quarterback? Yeah, he's a good quarterback. But is he a very good quarterback? All right, is he an upper echelon quarterback? No, I don't think he's an upper echelon quarterback. Not in my opinion. So where do you rank him out of 32 teams? Is he 15? Is he is he 10 to 15? I mean, you wouldn't have Derek Carr. Maybe you would. I'll, I'll just ask the question. Would you have Derek Carr in the top 10 quarterbacks in the league? I wouldn't. I mean, he's not. He's third in your division, right? He's not better than Mahomes, and he's not better than what's going down there with the Chargers, correct? I mean, anybody out there want to come on right now and raise your hand and tell me that if you're looking at the division and you're trying to be objective here, that you're taking Derek Carr over Justin Herbert? I'm sure as hell not. I'm sure as hell not taking him over Patrick Mahomes. I think we all know that, right? So when you look at quarterbacks in the NFL, I'm not taking him over Mac Jones. I'm not taking him. I'm not taking him over both the guys playing tonight. So that's four I got better than him already. I'm not taking him over Jackson with Baltimore, even though I'm not crazy about him because he makes too many mistakes. I'm not taking him over Burrow. Uh, I'm not taking him over Prescott. I'm not taking him over Rodgers. I'm not taking him over Brady. I'm not taking him over Murray. I mean, where do you where do you rank Derek Carr? Seriously, where do you have him? Uh, he's not top ten. He's, I'm not taking him over Russell Wilson. I'm not crazy about Stafford, so I'm, I'm not saying I would take him over Stafford or I wouldn't. I mean, I'm not crazy about Stafford. I know most people would take Stafford over Carr, but I'm not. I'm not. I think Stafford's overrated. I really do. I think he's overrated. Yeah, he's too inconsistent. He's the same. You know what I see with Stafford? I see Derek Carr with Stafford. Pretty much. What's I mean? What's Matthew Stafford done that I got to get excited over him? Right. So. You know, I'm not so sure I would take Carr over Tua right now. You know, Tua's starting to play much better. And looks like, you know, he's going to be a very good quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. So, again, I'm not taking – Carr's not a top-10 quarterback in the National Football League when I look at it. He's not better than Deshaun Watson, who's not playing now, but there's another guy you can add to the list. 
you know, you could make an argument. I don't know about Justin Fields yet. I don't know about Zach Wilson yet. I don't know about Trevor Lawrence yet. I mean, I can't I can't put those guys ahead of car. That would not be fair just because what I think they may end up being. So that's that's how I analyze Derek Carr. I think he's a middle-of-the-road quarterback. I think he's good, but he's not top 10. He leaves too many plays on the field. And I, if I'm a Raiders fan, I can't be very confident that he's going to all of a sudden take this team uh, to the playoffs. So that's how I analyze that. Hey, don't forget to, tonight, big football game. We'll talk about it tomorrow. We'll break it down. Uh, anything else that is going on, we'll uh, do tomorrow uh, right here on Listen Up. I'll be coming your way at 6 o'clock Eastern and 3 o'clock uh, Pacific. Really appreciate your interest. Really appreciate you listening. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. All right. Until then, Grant Napier saying so. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.